Hello, Freedom Fighters. Thank you for listening. This audio interview is brought to you by Open World Magazine, the ultimate guide for pursuing a life of adventure and passion and setting up a location-independent business that can support your dream lifestyle. Go check us out at openworldmag.com. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Open World Podcast. Thank you so much for being here today. My name is Danny Floods and I'm excited today to start off my day because I'm joined by Amanda Geary and she's the owner of getalifeatsea.com and she has worked onboard cruise ships for over 10 years. She's traveled all over the world. She's got all these great uh, memories and travel photos that I've gone through. Uh, she's worked for a variety of companies including Princess Cruises, P&O Australia, Cunard and Royal Caribbean International, and um, she's really like anti-working at a desk. She says that working at a desk is the surest way to death. She's a true adventurer, and uh, she also, through her website, she helps people as a recruitment specialist to find travel jobs, specifically on cruise ships. And so she's here to share her experience getting paid to travel the world. I think this is going to be a fun conversation. I've never worked on a cruise ship, but I've always wanted to, uh, I was always thinking of maybe spending some time at sea for a good chunk of time. And um, yeah, so I'm excited. I just wanted to welcome you, Meta. Thanks so much for having me, Danny. So perhaps in your own words, you could tell me where you came from. Tell me about your backstory. Tell me about you. Yeah, well, basically, I got on um, cruise ships when I turned 21. And for most people that don't know, uh, most major cruise lines do have a minimum age requirement to work on board of 21 or over. Um, so I was in university at the time. My mom actually has been um, in well, has been in cruise ship recruitment since the mid 70s um, in marine and general recruitment and also cruise ship recruitment. So she had just started doing some recruiting for Princess Cruises for Canada. And, um, you know, for years before I was 21, I had been working with youth and teens and like camp settings and things like that. And she phoned me up one day and was like, Hey, you know what? Princess has this new position that they've brought out called seasonal youth activity staff. And, um, there could be an opportunity for you to apply and go down to the Caribbean for three months in your next university break. And I thought that would just be amazing. So she was able to direct me in the right direction so that I could go and apply to the head of HR at the LA main office for Princess. I got the job and that sort of was my first contract on board. And I fell in love with it right away, not only because of the travel, but also because I was able to um, make pretty good money, but also save all of that money because all of my accommodation and food and everything was provided on board. And because I was able to start off my career working at sea seasonally, I was able to go on board at every single university break. So I was able to go every summer, every month long Christmas break, every spring break. So really for my last remaining um, f- few years of university, I was on board the ships for four to six months of the year. And then once I finished university, um, I was able to go on ships full time and work my way up to becoming um, an onboard crew trainer. And then at the end of my 10 years, my last couple of years, I spent as an onboard HR manager. So that's sort of like the whole backstory of how I kind of got fell into this career. Okay. So it was kind of like in your blood then, because you mentioned your mother did it as well. 
Yeah, and actually, <laughs> even further back, I mean, You're, I you guess... You come from a family of pirates, don't you? A family of pirates. Well, my dad as well. Like, my dad is a is a now a Marine lawyer. He was um, a sea captain for many, many years. And actually, I do say that I've been on board for 10 years. I've worked on board ships for 10 years. But actually, I spent from ages one to almost three years old uh, on a cargo ship. We were sailing uh, throughout South America. My dad was um, master of those... Uh, that cargo ship. So I was actually living on board with my mother um, from pretty much when I could walk to about age three. So I don't count that in my years at sea, but I guess technically I actually have been at sea for closer to 12 to 13 years. So that sounds interesting because I have a friend who, uh, he took a cargo ship from, I think, Korea to somewhere in South America, maybe Mexico, Central America, I'm not Mm -hmm. sure. Uh, If you wanted to hitch like a ride in one of those cargo ships, like how difficult would that be? Would that be expensive? It, it can be pretty expensive. Um, usually, usually these days, um, basically on a cargo ship, there's always a master's cabin, and then there's always what's called an owner's cabin. That is the person who actually owns the vessel and um, you know and sort of leases it out to these different companies moving cargo. That cabin is often empty. Um, so what the cargo ship company started to do is they started to rent those sort of cabins out to. Um, you know, just the general public for periods of time when people wanting to, you know, transport themselves from location to location. It's a really amazing experience if you do that, uh, but it can be a little bit pricey because that's one way that the cargo ship's actually able to make a little bit of extra money during some of these journeys. But um, it's really cool because you get to become part of the crew as well. You get to see how the whole cargo operation runs um, and you get to see a side of shipping that, you know, most cruise ship passengers would never get to experience. So that's pretty cool. Very cool. Um, it sounds like it might be more economical to make money while traveling, though, if it's a bit pricey on these cargo ships. Uh, what kind of commitments are you looking at if um, you pick up a job? Like, what does it vary? I mean, across the spectrum or? Yeah, that's a really good question. I would have to say most contracts, um, most contracts on board a cruise ship, you're going to be committing to at least a six month contract. That's almost every single position on board. You're looking at six months generally to sometimes eight to 10 months, but six months is the norm. However, there are a few positions that offer the opportunity to go on seasonally. I talked about one, which is youth security staff or sorry, youth activity staff. There's another with um, Piano Australia called youth security staff, which is another seasonal role. And then also there's a few cruise lines that have actually just uh, started adding lifeguards on board during seasonally high volume, busy times with extra kids on board. So there are also seasonal lifeguard opportunities as well that have just recently come available with some cruise lines. And those are great positions for people that are, you know, a little bit younger that are maybe still in university that have some experience working with youth or teens or like some basic lifeguarding experience. It's a great way to hop on for, you know, anywhere from two weeks to 12 weeks, see how you like it. And then if you love it, you can commit to a longer term, full term contract at a later point. Okay, I see. So do you find that um, the best candidates for this are kind of pretty young, like maybe around 20 years old, like fresh out of university or college? 
Um, no, I mean, you know, there's a really wide range of ages on board. Actually, a lot of my clients that I have now through my company are actually closer um, to the age range of about 35 to 55. I work with a lot of clients in that um, age category. There are certain positions like youth staff and um, crew staff and uh, retail staff that tend to be in the 21 to 30 range generally, but there is no age maximum that cruise lines um, like to have and they like to they like to have a wide age range on board because with that comes a wide range of experience and obviously they off they really want to promote people as well the managers and supervisors and sometimes if you're a little bit older it can actually play in your favor when you're looking for promotional opportunities right because i'm thinking back to my experience um, i've done some volunteering work uh last last volunteering work i did was in taiwan and um as far as like the work itself, I didn't feel like I was too engaged in it. You know, it wasn't my type of specialty. And, and I'm just wondering, because I'm looking at some of these different types of jobs, uh, like lifeguarding, you know, it probably wouldn't appeal to me because I'm 30 now. Maybe when I was mm-hmm. 20. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, wanted, I wanted to meet girls, you know. But um, <laughs> but I know that there's other jobs here, like sport and fitness jobs, uh, photography jobs. I'm just looking at one job board for cruise ship jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, so there might be like opportunities to kind of use like more specialized skills, I think. Yeah, I mean, there are some really amazing um, new positions that are coming to light every single day. I just had a client that just joined her first ship last month as a media manager for Carnival. And this person is responsible for, because of all the new technology that's coming out these days and the ships and how technological they're becoming, um, you know, it used to be uh, like handwritten or printed display boards. Now they have all these multimedia display boards. So they actually have created a position, a graphic design online position that works on board the cruise ship to go around to all the different display boards around the ship, whether it's for events or in the lounges or bars or whatever, to make beautiful graphics and upload them to all their display panels. So every single day there's these new um, positions that are being created, uh, which is really, really exciting. Okay, very cool. So I think that's something I could see myself more doing is, um, you know, because I do a lot of marketing consulting and stuff like this, social media consulting. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I always like to believe, like it's my, my opinion that if you have certain skills, if you have certain talents that you enjoy, that you should definitely use them. And um, yeah, if, if you're not like, so I mean, like if, what can you expect from the work as far as most of these uh, jobs are concerned? Definitely. One thing people definitely need to prepare themselves for is that it is a seven day a week position. When you are on board for the duration of your contract, the ship is, is, you know, you have passengers on board seven days a week. There is no, um, really there's no turnover time when it comes to guests. So generally speaking, cruises are about seven to 10 days in duration. Um, and then on the end of the last day, all the guests will leave on that morning and you get a whole bunch of guests on board for the new cruise that afternoon. So it is a seven day a week position. People should expect to, um, you know, work seven days a week. Some days, depending on the position, are going to be a lot less hours than other days. Uh, generally speaking, there, if there's a seven to 10 day cruise, you're going to have three or four sea days, three or four port days. Sea days are long days. You know, everyone's on the ship. There's nothing else to do. There's nowhere to go. So everyone's, you know, utilizing the activities and spaces that are available. So that those are going to be busy days. And then the port days, we really don't need to have a full staff on board during port days because a lot of the passengers are off enjoying the sights and things like that. So what will happen department to department is individuals will take time off in sort of a shared, uh, in rotation sort of in way. Okay. And what type of work did you uh, typically do day to day when you were um, working the first five years? 
The first five years I was doing youth activity staff and also youth security. So really my job was to um, organize and facilitate activities for our youth cruisers aged three through 18. There's a variety of different uh, centers on board. You know, we have like a three to eight year old room, say, and a nine to 12 year old room. And then you have a teen center. So you might be assigned to a specific center and you might help to organize um, and plan different events, things like teen discos or pool parties or um, ice cream events and things like that. And your job is to then facilitate and ensure that those guests are having an amazing cruise. Uh, there's also things like late night babysitting with some cruise lines. And then when I moved into the security role, my job as youth security was just to provide an extra sort of supervision to the youth and teens that were not participating in the youth and teen programs. Because honestly, on some cruise lines, you might have three or 4,000 guests and there might be a thousand a thousand or 1500 of those that are kids physically, they wouldn't all fit in the centers, even if they all wanted to come. So that inevitably means we have kids, you know, sort of in the pools and running around the ship doing their own thing. So as youth security, I was sort of just providing an extra level of supervision to make sure that they're behaving appropriately in public areas so that everyone else was enjoying their cruise as well. <laughs> so it sounds like a lot of uh, social work, you know, like you're doing events, you're helping uh, manage child care, um, you just have to be like a really have really good communication skills, I assume, right? Yes, for sure. And really high level of customer service. And then the really exciting part for me though, as well, was that five years in, I was able to, um, move into onboard crew training. So then I actually wasn't working with guests anymore, but I was actually, I was training crew and officers to better, uh, deal with guests and, and serve them to the best of their capacity. And I was also able to profess, you know, help with the professional development of crew wanting to move up to supervisory and managerial roles. That was really exciting for me. Um, and then as well, I moved finally up to HR, which again, I wasn't really, uh, you know, dealing with guests on a day-to-day basis, but it was a really rewarding position because I was sort of behind the scenes, um, coordinating things so that the guests were having the best experience. So, sorry, one sec, I got distracted here. <laughs> no worries. Someone came up here. Um, I lost my, hold on, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> Someone is coming over and talking to me. So, um, what, was, what was the last question I asked you? Um, what is a typical day like? And then, you know, what, was oh, your, yeah. what were your duties like with regards to my time at sea? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so what was it like working for a company like uh, Princess? Do they have a good work environment? And, um, you know, how's, the, how's your relationship with your coworkers, stuff like that? A Princess, I would have to say, honestly, is, is, is one of the best lines out there when it comes to crew treatment and crew amenities. I remember when I started with Princess, you, when you get on cruise ships, uh, and you talk to all these other crew, a, a lot of crew have actually worked for, you know, an, a few lines, you know, if you, if you make it your career, you end up not, sometimes not staying with one line the whole time. And what was really exciting to me is when I started with Princess, the number of crew that I would meet on a day-to-day basis that would say, um, they'd been on board for, or at sea for 10 or 15 years and they'd work for, you know, five or six lines and Princess was the cruise line that they wanted to end up with because of the crew treatment, the crew amenities, um, and just the amazing itineraries and the number of ships. So that was a really great experience for me because I was, I felt like I really was able to start at sort of the top end. Awesome. And I know these companies kind of uh, offer other perks, right? And I know they also have, like you mentioned, taking a test. Uh, I think you can get a raise if you, if you do certain trainings. And um, I think if you speak 
multiple languages? Like you could get a uh, bonus as well? Yes. So some cruise lines run it so that, you know, every single contract that you come back, perhaps your salary goes up by a hundred or 200. Um, right now with regards to languages, I can tell you that the, um, the Chinese cruise market is blowing up. Um, China, just as a, as a country, it has this huge increase in the middle class rising, and they're having a huge interest in cruising. There are major cruise lines right now building ships specifically and only for um, Asian itineraries and um, uh, Chinese guests. And so right now there's a huge demand for crew that have good English, but also uh, Mandarin and or Cantonese. So um, if anyone were out there and wanting to learn a language that would put them in a better position for getting hired, I would say uh, to learn Mandarin or Cantonese for sure, 100%. Yeah, I remember a long time ago, I did some seasonal work at a resort and um, they would give like a bonus, you know, an extra 50 cents per hour for each language that you're able to test in. And, mm. um, yep. and so that was the main thing that I remember taking from that is I, because I wanted to get more money, I, I learned uh, Chinese, Japanese, and Korean and uh, took the test. Like, I'm not like completely fluent like a master, but um, it sounds like this would be a good opportunity for you to practice language skills, especially Chinese. Oh, for sure. And there's actually positions with different cruise lines as well that um, are language-based positions. Uh, Royal Caribbean, for example, has a position called International Ambassador, and that person must speak uh, three languages or more. And their job is to translate the daily schedule of events and activities uh, into those different languages so that those um, new schedules can be allocated to those guests on board. And they also have uh, front desk hours so that they can converse with guests on board that may not have English as a first language so that they can have, again, the best cruising experience possible. Okay, cool. So if you're a pretty social person, if you're uh, worldly or worldly-minded, you want to get out and um, you're interested in other cultures and languages, then this seems like a pretty good opportunity for people. Yes, I think yeah. any of those things. Or if you're just someone who um, you know wants to save some money and not have a huge expense, living on land is such a massive expense. Um, when you're able to work and live in a place where everything is provided to you, your accommodation is provided, your food is provided. You don't have any of those day-to-day bills. You're not paying for rent. You're not having to buy groceries. You're not having to pay for gas in your car. Um, It is an amazing way to save quite a bit of money um, and also see the world at the same time. So it's, it's so great. I remember the first uh, year that I did full time on ships when I went uh, in in year five, when I did my first long-term contract in one year, I was able to save and pay off over $35,000 in student loans in one year. And that was just a really good, good feeling. How does the salary and how are the different types of jobs as far as uh, qualifications and such are concerned? Mm. Um, I like to, I always tell my clients and anyone that I've even interviewed in the past when I was in recruitment that Generally speaking, if you're starting out on ships and you're, and you're going in for an entry-level-based position, you're probably looking at a starting salary of somewhere in the realm of 800 to 1200 USD per month in cash for most entry. And I know that doesn't sound like a lot, but again, what I want to remind people of is uh, if you can honestly tell me on land that you are saving after everything that you have to pay for expenses wise, if you can tell me that you're actually saving over a thousand dollars a month tax free in most cases, um, then I'll be shocked. 
So that's sort of the starting range. But then once you reach up to a supervisory or managerial level, then your salary is jumping by, you know, jumping up to two, three, four. By the time I left ships, I was close to the 6,000 USD range per month tax, pretty much tax free. I was claiming, um, but in Canada it's, because you're being paid in cash on the ships, it's a little bit of a gray area. The only people that need to pay tax when working on a cruise ship are American citizens if they're working for an American line. Um, but, you know, in Canada, you do need to claim part of it. But, you know, generally speaking, I was able to jump from starting in the 1000 to 1200 range all the way within a very short period of time, four to five years, I was in the 345 range. Okay, and you mentioned there's some opportunities for advancement, other things. Um, do you have do you have much free time like when you're on these ships like if you wanted to start a blog or something for example or um kind of start a business on the side you could um there is time and i think it is a position to position thing i mean Mm -hmm. there are definitely departments and positions where you're going to get more time off than say other departments um one of the best departments or a couple of the best departments for the most port time uh, are casino and retail staff members. And that is because the casinos and shops need to be closed when the ships are in port. So those staff tend to have amazing port time off. Uh, but, you know, it doesn't really matter what department you're in. You're still going to get a, a, at least a few hours to a half day um, off every few days. And so there are really good opportunities for shore excursions. And that's another thing I should mention. A lot of cruise lines actually provide their crew with free tours that passengers are spending hundreds of dollars on. You're actually able to sign up to be a shore excursions escort um, and sort of be a representative of the cruise line when you're on these tours and you can sign up and you can take these awesome tours that literally passengers are spending hundreds, even thousands of dollars on and you're doing them for free. Yeah. So tell me a little more about the places you've been and what some of your favorite experiences are. Um, well, it's, you know, it's hard to narrow it down. I've been to every continent except Antarctica, but it's, it is on my list. So, you know, I've been to Greenland and Iceland, done the whole North America, South America, Australia, New Zealand, South Africa, Brazil, uh, all of Europe, including the Baltic. Um, well, everywhere with a port anyway, (laughs) so the South Pacific, um, it's, it's been really, I've been really, really fortunate to have been able to go so many different places. I'd have to say probably one of my favorite ports or areas that I was able to visit was, um, during the last couple of years that I was with Piano Australia, because it's a smaller cruise line with, uh, smaller cruise ships. They visit, although they're out of Australia, they visit some really small islands in the South Pacific that, you know, people don't tend to go to, uh, little islands in Vanuatu and New Caledonia. So I really loved those experiences because they were really, really undeveloped um, areas. And so you really felt the culture and the people, um, you were able to see how they really, truly lived. So it was really nice. That was probably one of my favorite experiences. (laughs) Really cool. So if I ever sell uh, Open World Magazine in like 10 years from now when I'm 40 or something like that, um, maybe, I'll, maybe I'll take a year off and go at sea. And, yeah, uh, that would be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing. Actually, yeah. as well, I should say for any journalists or writers out there, I mean, there is also somebody on board who's coordinating the writing of the daily schedule and events and activities, um, sort of newspaper. There's all these little positions that have their, their niche areas. So if even if you think that you're someone that maybe doesn't have experience that relates to a job that you think of when you think of a cruise ship, I guarantee there's going to be something and a good fit at least to start in. 
So tell me, how do we get started? Can you break it down into process? I mean, where do we begin looking, and how do we uh, increase our chances of finding an opportunity and getting an interview? Well, number one is to start doing your research. And, you know, for any anyone that I talk to and all of my clients and anyone that I've even interviewed during my recruitment years, when you start to Google working on cruise ships, there is just so much information out there. And sadly, a lot of it is not very good information. Um, so you need to start doing your research. It can be really hard to figure out where the good information is. I recommend you know, thinking, doing some research on the actual cruise lines. There are a ton out there, but go to each of their web pages, get a feel for who they are. How many ships do they have? What kind of level of service do they provide? What type of itineraries do they do? Uh, are they, you know, a really activity based cruise line like Royal Caribbean that has rock climbing walls and, um, surfing on board and all this kind of stuff. Are you into that? Um, or are you into more of the cultural experience, the smaller cruise lines start to do research on each individual cruise lines website and see what kind of experience you'd want to be a part of. And then you can actually start to look at how to apply to each one. Um, you can do that and spend weeks and months sort of researching and doing all of this. I also, of course, I do have a how the heck to get a job on a cruise ship guide, which has it's over 50 pages and it has all this information in one spot for people. Um, so I've just kind of taken the months of research and and put it into one place, but it has, you know, all the major cruise lines and the step-by-step application instructions in there, as well as things like interview tips and resume template info and all that. So I do have that. That's at um, getalifeatsea.com forward slash guide to adventure. And that's probably a great place to start. I also have a cruise ship starter kit, which has some great information um, in it. It's got some info on, you know, the main categories of crew on board. Again, cover letter and resume template information and pre-joining information. That's a great place to start. But what a lot of my clients go for is either a resume consultation or full resume creation package. And the consultation, I actually look at your resume, I assess it, and then I provide you with you know, the best possible positions for you to apply for on board and also a strategy for which cruise lines to start with. And I also give you recommendations on exactly how to update your resume accordingly. And then some people as well, actually most of my clients want um, me to actually do their resume for them. And I rewrite it for them so that they do have the best opportunity to get noticed when they're applying to these major lines. Because it's tough out there. When I was recruiting for the main hiring partner in Canada for Princess for a number of years, just in Canada, just with Canadian applicants, we were getting you know over 500 to 1,000 applications a day. That's just the Canadian official partner. These major cruise lines, the main offices, they're getting thousands of applications a day. So really making sure that your resume stands out, you have the right objective, you have the correct position, um, and you're not just applying for any and all positions. you you got to make sure that it looks like and it shows that you've done your research and you know exactly what position you want to do on board. And unfortunately, unless you're in the know when it comes to the cruise ship industry, that can be really hard to figure out. So that's why I started my company after having been in recruitment for so long. I knew that there was this huge gap of information. There wasn't someone there, you know, creating YouTube videos, for example. People can check out my YouTube channel at um, just searching Get a Life at Sea. I started creating videos that just gave people tips and information on how to get started, how to apply, what kind of documents to get together, um, because there was this huge gap of good information. And then from there, you know, originally when I started my site, I just 
wrote the guide as sort of a one-stop shop, a great place to start. And really it's evolved into this all-encompassing service that I provide with the resume consultations and the resume writing. That wasn't actually my original plan, but that's how it's unfolded because of all my experience on board and also in recruitment. Okay, so two questions really quick. Um, if you don't have uh, a resume that involves you know, working at Sea Experience, um, it, 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 there must be an opportunity to take other skills that are transferable that might be valuable to uh, these companies, like if you have a marketing background, for example, right? Yes. I think um, basically what cruise lines are looking for generally is one to two years of related experience for any of their positions on board um, as close as possible. So for example, if you're applying for an onboard retail position, you want to have at least one to two years of um, retail experience ashore right? Um, if you're applying for a hotel front desk position, you want to have one to two years of high-end, you know, five-star plus hotel experience. Um, so you really want to try and put yourself in a position on shore that you're gaining experience that will be related to a position that you've, you know, targeted on board. Okay. And one thing I, I love about being an entrepreneur is that I never have to send in my resume to an <laughs> and not hear back from anyone. Cause like, but if, if I did, you know, if I wanted to do this, um, what would be the best way to like, contact these people, how to stand out, actually get their attention? Because um, you mentioned that there are thousands of resumes that are sent in and a bunch of job seekers. And most, most of these resumes are probably never even read to begin with. No, and, and that's the sad thing, too. I mean, there, some of them aren't even, you know, here's the sad part, because I was one of these initial reviewers. That was what I did for a number of years before I actually was doing the interviewing. Um, my job was to open these hundreds of resumes, and literally just by looking at the subject line or even just the first line in their cover letter or the first line in their objective of their resume, I had to make an under five-second decision as to whether or not to um, put it in the, the the online trash bin or or forward it to the correct party. So um, how do you stand out? How you stand out is knowing where you fit in their scheme of available positions. Um, if you are a really good media manager, if you have graphic design background, if you're a photographer, you know, you need to make sure that you stand out in that capacity that you've, again, have done your research and you know exactly what role that you're suited for on board, which again, can be so hard if you're not, uh, if you're new to the industry, it can be so hard. So that's why, you know, I provide the consults, but a good way to stand out if you want just some extra little bonus tips. Um, one is to always, always, always have a picture on your cover letter and your resume, a nice professional sort of headshot always makes you stand out for sure. If you're a photographer or even like a pastry chef or anything like that, that's going to be a visual uh, job to add some video content or a digital portfolio to your application can help. And then something that I'm actually getting my clients to do now um, is to create a little short two to three minute intro video about who you are and what you can offer the cruise line and why you want to work for them. Because that will show right away that you're going to go above and beyond and you are going to be, it is going to be different. So it's going to be something that's going to stand out. Yeah, I, I like tips like that, like something is innovative, a way to kind of use the internet to your advantage. Um, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm looking at uh, Princess Cruz's website now. It's a beautiful website. Mm -hmm. um, and going under Contact Us, uh, Employment. Okay, I see, I see some info for employment, but I don't see who to contact. 
(laughs) (laughs) And see, this is where it gets really frustrating. And this is why I put together the guide, right? Because when you go onto each cruise line's webpage, the webpages are made for the guests. They're not made for prospective crew. So the first problem that you have when you go to each of these webpages is trying to find out where the heck the employment information is. It's really almost impossible to find. Usually it's a tiny little subsection at the very bottom. Um, some cruise lines call it, you know, employment information. Some cruise lines call it, you know, careers. It's really difficult. So on princess, as you can see, it's a tiny little button under more information that says careers. I don't know if you see that. I Um, I went to contact us and I just, I see all these links here. Um, yeah. for everything except for employment. That's the only one that yeah. doesn't have a link. <laughs> so contact us. So contact us. That's for the guests because it's a totally guest-focused uh, website. But if you went to the homepage and you, cl- you, this is why it's so hard to find. Again, why I created the guide because it's like a one-stop, easy way to see. Like I've actually gone and done all the work for you so that it has step-by-step what you need to do. And, and actually I have the employment links for people. I've gone to the career pages so that you don't have to find them. Um, but if you look under more information, you'll see a tiny button under the new center for careers. And if you click on that, then you get redirected and then you have to click on shipboard careers. Cause there's two options, shipboard or shoreside. Then you have to click on shipboard and then you have to review their videos. You look at the opportunities and there's information then on international recruitment partners and you click on that and you look and you select your part of the world and it will give you the official partner for their cruise line. And actually, if you're, if you're on there, you'll see uh, Page Marine Cruise, which was the Canadian partner that I worked for, for for many, many years. And actually, Heather, who's the owner of Page Marine Cruise, she's on my YouTube channel. I have uh, episodes 8 through 11. I actually interview her on exactly how she interviews people for Princess. So we talk about doing Skype interviews because many, many cruise lines now are using Skype, um, how to follow up and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, that's one tip I definitely have is to fight your way and find the information. And it's going to be really small and hard to find, which again, if you want the easy way out, you can uh, check out my guide (laughs) (laughs) at getalifeancy.com forward slash guide to adventure. But yeah, it's that what you want to look for is those footer notes because that's usually where it's hidden. Yeah. Can you include a coupon code for that uh, book by any chance for uh, listeners? I definitely can. Yeah. I can work something out. Okay. I think that would be helpful. Um, yeah, I was looking on some on the site. I'm looking at how to apply. Like, I, I so I see like they have emails, they have phone. Um, if I was doing this, I would really just try to find the right person to talk to and and maybe like uh, add them on LinkedIn and try to contact them, contact them that way. And um, like you said, maybe do like a video resume or maybe even better than a resume, just like show like why you would be a great fit, like how much you could help them. Because at the end of the day, everyone is what motivates people is their own self interest the most, you know, more than they care about you. Right. And, you know, a lot of, if you go to the, if you go through the whole process and you find your official, your actual recruitment partner um, in your country, a lot of those official partners will have phone numbers. Like they're going to have an email, but often they're going to have phone numbers as well. So if you just, even just picking up the phone, it's funny because no one uses the phone anymore, it (laughs) seems, right? So that's going to make you stand out. Even if you just call and say, hi, my name is, I've checked out your site. I'm really interested in this role. Can you tell me who I can... Uh, direct my resume to. It's a nice short mm-hmm. phone call. You know, you're not taking up too much of their time, but you're showing initiative and you're getting the exact correct name to address your cover letter and resume. Boom, right there, you're going to stand out more than 90% of the resumes coming in. Yeah, but you have to do it in a low pressure way because I think that uh, email is less intrusive. If you call it, it's kind of more intrusive. 
Yeah, you definitely have yeah. to, you know, pick your times. You know, you're not, don't call at 8.30 or 9 because everyone's just getting to work, checking their emails. Best yeah. time to call, here's another tip, guys. Best time to call is between 12 and 1. People are kind of chilling. They're having lunch. <laughs> they're probably still going to answer the phone. Um, they're may, you know, they're not going to be in a rush. They've already checked their emails. And if you're, and you may probably get a secretary, to be honest, that's probably who you're going to get. Um but at least you'll be able to quickly ask, hi, my name is, I'm interested in, you know, the retail position with Princess. Uh, can you tell me the name of the departmental head for that department? And then they will give you the information. And, and again, then you're going to stand out. They hear the phone ringing at 1230 and they're like, oh, God, it's Amanda again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's all these people applying. Exactly. Yeah, and I guess, um, I guess the only other advice, I mean, you got to really follow up, you know, uh, often. Um, you do. I tell my clients, like, the clients um, I work with, with their resumes, um, we're on like a 30 day reapply schedule because part of working, getting an interview even is just right time, right place and having your, in, your resume in the right person's inbox at the right time. Cause cruise lines are hiring almost 365 days of the year. Some months they have a huge demand for photographers. The next month they have a huge demand for retail staff. You never know when your position is going to be in the big demand. So you really have to make sure it's an every 30 day to 60 day process. And that you, you're can doing. Just, you can just like touch and base with the person like every two weeks or three weeks just to say, um, you know, Hey, just wanted to check in or if they don't apply, you know, did you get this email? Um, yep. and stuff like that. Cause I mean, I, I don't, I don't target these recruiters, but I'm always pitching people, you know, like I picked up five clients this week and, and sometimes they just get busy. They forget to reply, um, yeah. you know, and you just have to really be persistent, but not in an annoying way, just being in like a happy, positive way um, that yeah. you're genuinely interested in them and what they're doing. Yeah. You're just keeping in the forefront of their minds. And that's, mm -hmm. that is um, super, super important for sure. Okay. Very cool. So your website is uh, get a life at sea.com. Um, mm -hmm. I'd like to shift gears a little bit and put you in the spotlight. Um, what are some of the things that you've been running this business for five years, right? What are some of the things that, um, tell me about your business and how you, what have you learned as far as what's, what's been working well for, uh, creating a location independent lifestyle where you can work from home? Yeah. I mean, um, get a life at sea.com is actually only just over a year old. Okay. Um, yeah, so I got off ships in 2010, and then I went. Uh, here, that's the funny story. I got off ships in 2010 uh, to take a break from uh, ships. You, you know, when you do your six month contracts, usually you get uh, two months off. I wanted just a little bit longer than that. I wanted to do some snowboarding. I came to the town of Revelstoke, BC, in Canada to to have sort of like an extra break. My plan was to go back to ships after you know four to six months, go back. Um, but you know, eight weeks off the ship, I ended up meeting this ski guide who then ended up to be my husband. So, um, now I'm still here in Revelstoke and still snowboarding, which is great. Uh, but so I got into shoreside recruitment at that time. I started working with the Canadian hiring partner for princess and helping them with their Skype interviews. Um, and so that was really great because I was still able to stay within the cruise industry. And then last year, again, I just saw this opportunity for, um, something more, something more for prospective candidates to get the help that they needed to get noticed and to also help them through the whole process, to help them through the interview process. You know, the clients that I work with that get a consult or go the full resume package route, they get 
one-on-one coaching with me. They get, you know, email support with me for a long duration of time to help them go through the whole interview process and the application process and even the joining process. You know, one of my recent clients who joined in Australia a couple of months ago, um, I was on the phone with her the night before she joined her ship in Sydney helping her pack. You know, I saw that there was a need for somebody to help people through the process of an industry that's very difficult to understand if you're not in it. Um, And so that's where I started my company. And yes, it's been amazing because now I am able to be location independent. I was in um, Kalimnos, Greece with my family, my two and a half year old son and my husband in October and November of this year. We were on a rock climbing vacation. I was able to work from there, which was great. Um, And we were also able to help uh, the Kalimnos refugee and immigrant shelter there. So we were able to help within the crisis, which was fantastic. Um, so I'm now able to, again, work remotely and, and still see the world and travel a lot and, and help people get paid to travel in an industry that I'm still part of and, and probably at some point will return to once my son is a bit older. Actually, my plan in the next three to five years is to apply to go on board with Mercy Ships. I don't know if you're familiar with them, but they are a hospital ship based out of Africa that give uh, free healthcare to the world's poorest people. If people want to check that out, it's just on my website under um, my About Me page. I have a little charity mm-hmm. page which directs people to them. They are an amazing organization that's been in existence for over 30 years, and um, they have you know, doctors and nurses that fly in from around the world to provide healthcare, but they also have a kindergarten through grade 12 school for the ship's crew. So I'm hoping to uh, work with them as either an onboard trainer or onboard HR manager. Um, and as well, my son will be able to be on board at the same time. So I will continue the legacy that my father started by having <laughs> my children on board with me. <laughs> That's the plan anyway. <laughs> okay, so I'm looking at your website now, and I, I know you're doing a lot of stuff. Um, you have so there's a lot of things that you've tried, and you've you've done a lot for one year of having the site. I mean, you have what I like is you have multiple product offerings. You have consulting, you have resume creation, you have uh, cruise ship starter kit, you have the cruise ship guide for 47, I think, mm-hmm. and then you also have a quiz, which um, which people can take for free. And I know that you're doing uh, YouTube, you're doing Periscope. Um, as, as a, how's, how's your, how's your revenue right now? What's been the big driver for you? Um, you know, the big driver for me has been just being wowed by the fact that, um, you know, initially, again, I started this company with just a little idea to write a little ebook, to write a guide, um, a how to one-stop shop guide that would save people, you know, months of, endless research that is really difficult, as you just saw, just even from one site, how hard it is to find. That was my initial idea. And then what I've realized is that um, my biggest seller has been my top-end full resume package. That's been my number one seller. Um, Clients, you know, they'll take the free quiz, which is, you know, 30 seconds or less. You'll find out whether or not working on a cruise ship is, is for you. And then from there, um, you know, maybe they'll get the cruise ship starter kit. And, uh, I also, of course I do free okay. discovery calls. I do free 15 minute discovery calls. I find once I chat with people on the phone that they, they really want the help. If they really want a job working on a cruise ship, um, they, they know that I'm going to be there for them hundred percent when it comes to giving them the best possible information to send them in the best possible, possible direction. So that's been 
the the best part of the whole process for me is is also just being surprised at you know how I've been able to take this sort of weird niche of skills that I've gained after working on a cruise ship for 10 years and then being in recruitment. Um, and now I'm able to actually use everything that I've learned to help people live their dreams of getting paid to travel. And it's so, so rewarding. Yeah. Well, I just want to compliment. I mean, I can tell you're working really hard. You have a lot of different products here. Um, you have like a whole back end product set up, um, as far as you have a front end, you have a $7 product, you have a $297 product. Um, so it's, it's a really good, uh, it's very instructive, you know, to see how uh, to set up your product offering and, and whatnot. Um, well, thank you. <laughs> I've been learning as I go, so <laughs> thank you. Well, one thing that makes it hard, though, when you sell through your own website or when you offer product through your own website is you have to drive all your own traffic, too. Because mm-hmm. um, i got, like, books on Amazon. I've got Udemy. Um, and I give up a lot of the profits to get customers. Um, but I think, I think your two big ones are, I think you're doing a lot of video. I think you have like 30 video. And uh, I interviewed a lady, Gabby Wallace, and she taught English in Japan. And um, she would just upload all of her lessons, you know, to YouTube. And she had like 300 videos and she was just killing it. Um, mm-hmm. do, you, do you find that video marketing is, is work best for you for this type of business? Yes. Um, I would say that about 90 to 95% of my clients are, uh, initially find me on YouTube. Um, I've been able to really optimize the SEO on my YouTube videos, and I've really focused on providing the utmost of value of information for my videos. It really provides actionable steps for people. I do. I have people um, that I've been in contact with that have, that have gotten jobs on cruise ships just from watching my free videos. They've actually contacted me and said, hey, thanks so much. Um, because of your video, I now have a job with Royal Caribbean. You know, People don't need to buy my products in order to use the information to actually get on board um, sometimes. So, so that's been super cool too. But yeah, video has been amazing. Periscope, um, I have a relatively large-ish following, like not huge, but large, uh, it's really, Periscope's been great. I'm going to be getting into Facebook Live soon for my Facebook uh, Get a Life at Sea page. I really love the live streaming aspect, particularly because I'm able to talk in real time to prospective clients and also current clients. It's a great way for me, you know, once someone actually starts working with me, I actually will direct them to, you know, follow me on Periscope and also um, other areas so that I can, if they have questions day to day, when they see me live, they can pop on and and talk and communicate with me as well during the Q&A portions of the live stream. So that's been really um, amazing. I have started repurposing some of my live stream sections to my YouTube uh, so that I can kind of hit hit both areas. But yeah, video for sure has been a huge component of getting the word out um, about what I do. Because I feel too, when people are sitting at home, Uh, or they're in their cubicle at lunch, you know, wishing they were traveling. I think one of the first places sometimes they go to videos, you know, maybe they're like, Hey, what would it be like to work on a cruise ship? And they get sick of Googling it because there's just, it gets really confusing and there's not good information. So maybe they go on YouTube and they're like, Hey, yeah, cruise ship jobs. And if they type in cruise ship jobs, I'm usually on the first page somewhere, or you're going to be referred to one of my videos. Um, so that's generally how people first find me. Okay. Very cool. So using, uh, your keywords and the title tags, using that in the description, uh, and you can get views and, uh, prospects that way. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause I, I've asked you these questions cause every time I do an interview, I try to learn something that I can try <laughs> in my own business. <laughs> and, um, 
I, I, you know, people have been telling me about video. I've got several friends doing video. They're doing Snapchat. They're putting videos on Instagram, uh, Periscope. Uh, but I haven't done too much video uh, yet. But I'm just kind of thinking of ways that I might be able to integrate it into what I'm doing. But I think one lesson here is that um, no matter what product you have, um, there's always a medium that's going to work best. And it, it can change by product, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, I've had other well. clients, other clients, a couple of clients, a, real, a couple of my really high-end clients, people that have, you know, been in, that I've actually worked with that have been hired in high-level managerial positions. Um, they've actually found me initially through LinkedIn. So I am working to grow my LinkedIn as well, because obviously I love working with clients. I will love working with all my clients, but when you work with clients that already have quite a bit of managerial supervisory hotel experience, that's, that's really great for me because it's like they're, they're already the full package and then I just need to direct them in the perfect place that's going to match with what they want their life to be in the next year, which is great. Right, and you've got to go where they are. And um, so I think with, with LinkedIn, it's just kind of optimizing your profile, having certain keywords. Um, your title says cruise ship employment specialist. I help people get paid to travel the world. Um, so really easy to find you. I think really easy to reach out to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people yeah. can um, email me. I'm just at info at getalayfitzy.com or I have a contact page on my website. Um, so yeah, I'm, and I, I answer all my emails personally, usually within 12 to 24 hours, usually. Um, so that's something that I also pride myself on is, is that it's not an automated sequence. It's not, you know, someone else answering my emails. I make personal responses to all inquiries. So very cool. Did you have any other uh, tip that you wanted to leave for other entrepreneurs that might be listening to us? I would say for other entrepreneurs, um, if you have this sort of idea that you have, this, this crazy idea that you know you would just love if you could spend your day just doing that, that, you know, you would love it, but it just sounds kind of insane. Um, like my idea when I came up with this, like, I'm going to like, you know, have a website and sell my, you know, expertise in this cruise line industry. Like no one, there's really no one else that does what I do really, uh, exactly the way that I do it. If you have an idea like that and it sounds crazy, my suggestion is to just try it to start with something small. Maybe it's just like a little starter kit. Maybe it's a tiny little e-guide and start to start it. And also, Start to talk to people, get in different Facebook groups where your potential target market is hanging out, offer them help for free, provide them value, get on the phone with them, get on Skype with them, because it's those people that will actually direct you to future products and services that people will want because that's what they want. And then your idea won't seem so crazy. You know, it'll seem possible and then it is possible. So that's... Yeah, that's my advice for entrepreneurs. <laughs> that's, that's the most important thing. I think that you know all businesses grow from conversations, and when you're starting a business, I mean, your week should be booked with like Skype calls or lunch meetings. Um, you know, talk to people who are doing what you want to do. Talk to potential partners. Talk to people that are interested in what you have to offer. You know, prospects, and just learn everything that you can. And you know, some people will work with you, some won't. But I mean, you'll be learning all the time. Yeah. For sure. And that's what this whole year has been. It's just been this huge 
learning experience and curve for me. And it's still, it's still growing. It's I'm still learning and I'm still planning, you know, new and exciting ventures. Like my next, my next plan in the next few months is to actually create a, um, like cruise ship jobs, one-on-one e-course, which will be like a video module based e-course that will provide people with, um, a lot of really good information about how to create their resume and how to stand out. Um, but at a slightly cheaper price point, obviously than working with me one-on-one. So again, just offering those different levels of service and products cost wise, and also expanding your products and services based on what your current clients, uh, are telling you they would love to see. Yeah, because that's such a great point because some people will never spend $47 in any circumstances and other people will be like, well, only $47. It's so cheap. I'll just, uh, I'll just buy it now. Mm-hmm. And if I can get some benefit from it, you know, I'm going to get my money back. Um, I'm going to make money in the future. But you have to have different offerings because certain segments of your market will, you know, have different approaches to your price and what you have to offer. Yeah. And if you, and you will have those people and that's why, you know, it's so great to have like a nice little tripwire product, like a seven to, you know, $20 product, because what's great about having one of those, even if you have a top end $300 product, if you can get someone to purchase say a seven or $20 product and you can get them on the phone, you can get them on that free. If you're willing to give them 15 minutes of your time and service and provide them with value and make that personal connection and ask them how you can help them. You know, my, my job isn't to sell every person I get on a discovery call, but my job is to make a connection and to share with them what I feel I can do to help them. And then, you know, give them the, the, put the ball in their court. And, and most often what will happen is maybe they've only purchased a $7 product, but more, more often than not three or four weeks down the road, when they really feel ready to take that next step, you're the first person they think of that they want to help have help them on their next leg of the journey. And maybe yeah, they will buy the higher end product. That's great. And you really just got to nurture those relationships over time. That's, that's how you get a vibrant business. Exactly. You yeah. know, you're not pushing them, but you know, once they've spent a little bit of money with you, they'll definitely feel more comfortable with you. And especially if you can get them on the phone and they feel like, you know, you give them that personal connection, you should give them a sample of what they're going to experience working with you it's a lot easier for them to take out the credit card and spend, you know, the 300 bucks. <laughs> right. Yeah. My, my focus has been with Instagram. I've just, my Instagram has been blowing up lately and just through comments on photos, stuff like this, like I get so many people saying, Oh, I'd love to work with you, you know, or I'd love to do this. And, um, but it's, it's really just, you know, having a one-to-one human conversation with people. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. People don't want to be treated like a robot. <laughs> You know, they want, they want to know that you're going to care about them. Um, and they want to know that they're going to get help. Maybe I don't guarantee success. And that's one, you know, I have that on my terms and conditions on my website. You know, I can't guarantee anyone a job. That's impossible. I can't do it, but I can provide you with the best information, the best possible, uh, direction and, you know, put you in the best possible position that I can so that when you do get that interview, then you know, you can take that next step to the best of your ability. So, you know, that, that has, um, that's the most important thing for me, for sure. Very cool. So if you're interested in, uh, learning more about these cruise ship opportunities, go check out Amanda's website at getalifeatsea.com. Um, if you just want to see how, uh, another entrepreneur is, uh, growing and running her business, go check it out too. <laughs> And uh, thank you so much for joining us for this call, Amanda. It was a pleasure speaking with you. Thanks so much, Danny. It was awesome chatting with you as well.
And um, you have Twitter, you have Facebook, you're on pretty much every platform. Uh, you've got a bunch of YouTube videos. Yeah, I'm every I'm everywhere uh, at Get a Life at Sea. And then if people want to hop on and, and chat with me live, uh, definitely check out uh, Get a Life at Sea on Periscope and soon FB Live on the Get a Life at Sea Facebook page. Excellent. Thank you so much, Amanda. Take care. Thanks.